0: This episode of Adulthood Made Easy is sponsored by Open Account, a podcast series created by Chin Pak and Umpqua Bank. Open Account explores through honest and sometimes comical interviews our uncomfortable silence around money. Open Account is available now on iTunes. Getting into college was once a normal teenage rite of passage. Now it's a global Hunger Games.
1: You're competing against the kid at the best school in Singapore.
0: Slate and Panoply are here to help. Our new podcast, Getting In, follows a group of seniors through the college application process in real time. Along the way, the students and listeners will get advice from experts with decades of experience. Getting In, a podcast about demystifying college admissions and finding the right fit for every student. Available in iTunes, Stitcher, or your favorite podcast app. Welcome to Adulthood Meet Easy, a podcast that will not only help you navigate real life, but win at real life. I'm your host, Sam Zabel, and this week I've asked my best friend, Carly, to join me again to discuss some of the recent major changes she's made in her life. After a year working in a lab, she headed back to grad school, but she didn't take the typical path. She made the decision incredibly quickly, like lightning fast. They gave her a call maybe a month or so ahead of time, and she enrolled. She transitioned to a completely different place, away from the 9-to-5 job at the lab, and back to lectures, readings, and homework. Now, when I make a decision, I think about it and stew about it for months, if given the time. Carly's told there's an opening in a program at Jefferson, and she jumps on it. She's my bravest friend, and we've been playing phone tag all week, so naturally, I asked her to catch up with me on the podcast. So I'd like to welcome Carly back to the show. Hi, Carl.
1: Hi, Sam. Thanks for having me again.
0: I kind of touched on like how you transitioned and everything, but do you want to give people a little bit of background? You always plan to go to grad school, but how this kind of came about?
1: So I plan to apply this fall to start grad school fall of 2016. And so I was pretty much, you know, had decided on all the programs I was going to apply to. I'd started writing my personal statement and all that and was pretty much like ready to apply for this fall. And, the, and there was Jefferson was the program that sort of stuck out to me as my first choice. So then when I found out that, you know, there was a chance that I could actually interview and enroll um, in the program starting this fall, I, you know, I kind of just like weighed the pros and cons and realized This is my first choice anyways, and I would rather start now than wait a whole other year.
0: I could never imagine doing that. Like, you know me. You know when it comes to decide what to have for dinner. I'm like, well, if people are in the mood for Thai, that would be great because then I could have it for tomorrow, but I'm really in the mood for pizza because then we could all share it, but I really like sushi. Like, I could never (laughs) make a decision to just go back to grad school. So I, I, I know you mentioned, like, it was your first choice. You don't want to wait a year, but when you got that call saying, we have an opening for you... Like, you thought you were going to have another year at your job. Like, what went through your head? Who was the first person you called or talked to to tell that you got this opportunity and talk through it?
1: I actually have heard from other people who've applied to master's programs that sometimes this type of thing happens because a lot of them do rolling admission. But I did, you know, one of the major things that I was really concerned about was I hadn't started looking into financial aid yet. And I knew I was going to have to finance the master's program on my own. I'd been planning on, you know, having a whole year to look into student loans and work-study and saving up up money from an income. So, you know, that was really daunting to have to figure that out in three weeks. So I spent a lot of time on the phone with my parents trying to figure that out. But they, unfortunately, didn't know that much, didn't know very many answers um, because, you know, they went to grad school so long ago, like loans were so different back then. Grad school was way cheaper back then, and neither of my older sisters have gone back to grad school, so I basically just did a lot of research online, and I talked to the admissions office and the people at the program a lot just to try to, like, figure everything out, and so, you know, I felt like I had a lot of responsibility in making this decision just because, you know, my friends and family supported me, but when it comes to grad school programs, like, each one is so different and has very specific requirements and all that, so it's really you know, it's up to you to do the research yourself.
0: Absolutely. And I remember when we were graduating college, you like picked up and moved to Philly before we'd even graduated. Like your job started, because Northwestern does graduate late, but you just moved to Philly where you didn't know anyone, and it was like such a fast transition, and you did it again. You got the call, and (laughs) you had a month, and you had another fast transition. So I mean, what is like what's the secret to the fact that you manage these and don't come off sounding like someone whose like head is about to explode? If I'm I just we I mean, we're so different, but I just how have you been able to manage in the first year of like the real world when everyone is so stressed and no one knows what they're doing and you're just like, Yep, moving to a new city, sure. I'm gonna <laughs> I'm I'm quitting my job, I'm gonna enroll in grad school. Like how have you been able to do that and make those transitions?
1: Um, I definitely think it helps to have you know, friends like you, Sam, I can always call and say, oh, my God, I can't believe I'm doing this. But I think I just kind of, in both situations, just kind of dove in and tried, not, like, tried to block out all the thoughts in my head that were like, this is crazy. Why are you doing this? And I guess in both situations, I was lucky where I was able to meet people right away. The people in my grad program are awesome. Um, so from the first day, I felt like, oh, there's a lot of other people in the same boat, um, people are in the program who haven't been in school for years and they're going back to school. So that must feel really crazy for them. Some people moved to Philly just for this program. So they were in a totally new place. So just kind of like making connections, I guess. In bo- um, When I first moved to Philly, I had really awesome co-workers. So I don't think I would have <laughs> done as well if it weren't for the people that I met.
0: I think that like the value of Good coworkers and people and connections and people around you is so, is not talked about enough. I mean, people are always like, mm-hmm. you want an apartment that you love and you want a really great job, you want your dream job and you want to be in an exciting city. But like, if you don't like the people and you don't have awesome coworkers, you're not, I mean, you're screwed in a lot of ways.
1: <laughs> right. It's just, it's so nice to have people to get a drink with after work, even if it's, you know, even if you don't know them that well and it's, you're not like spilling your soul to them. It's just really right. nice to have a connection with another person.
0: And you mentioned that all these that some of the people you've met in grad school like have been out of school and now are back. What was it like for you to go it's back to school, Susan. So what was it like for mm-hmm. you to go back to school after a year?
1: I loved it. I I think I missed having like readings to do and discussions. Um, you know, I when you're working full time, you kind of like don't have you think you're going to have more free time because you don't have homework, but that I just found that I wasn't really like reading that much anymore. So it's been really fun to, to you know, do readings and be able to you know, talk about them in class with other people. And for me, a little, I think I was like very nervous about the workload. So I started off on the right foot, not trying to, not letting myself get behind on the readings because I thought you know in college like you, you're starting a new group of classes every quarter. So you're kind of like desensitized to it almost. So I felt by senior year I was, you know, I would like get way behind on the readings and not try so hard at the beginning of the quarter. So I wanted to make sure that I really um, started off on the right foot this time.
0: How do you feel like you're different as a student now than you were a year ago when you graduated college?
1: I'm viewing this master's program as almost like a, like a trade school. Um, like I'm learning something very, very specific skills that are going to help me build a career. And so yeah. I think what's I'm the what's
0: the program that you're in?
1: So it's couple and family therapy. So it's learning how to become a therapist. And there's a lot of those skills that you know, I think, intuitively, like I, I think I'm good at talking to people, I'm good at listening, I'm good at connecting with people. But there's a lot to it that is skill based that you just have to learn. And so right. I kind of am viewing my classes and my readings and everything as like, I'm learning a trade. So I think that's a little bit different because I took a lot of classes in undergrad that were kind of random electives, like plant people interactions. (laughs) I took that class with (laughs) you, Sam. Did I take that class?
0: I don't think I took that class. I um, took
1: geologic
0: hazards. hazards,
1: Yeah. (laughs) So so, right. So like, obviously, in that class, like you want to do well to get a good grade, but you're not you're not thinking of it as, oh, this is going to help me in my career.
0: But I'm also curious, I mean, you've had a, a year of work under your belt. And I guess a lot of people in grad school have a year of work under their belts. But it's different from someone who went right from college and went right to grad school. Like you took, took a year and now you're going to grad school. So what do you think that a year of working has lent to your grad school experience. I mean, that's the funny thing is you are only three weeks in, which is part which, which is why I wanted to talk to you because I was like, she's right in the middle of it. But so far, do you feel like working was a good move? Like, did it help oh, yeah, you know, prepare you?
1: Yeah, I mean, first of all, like financially, it's always nice to have right. an income before going back to school. But also, I think my, just like my Work ethic is a little bit better because I'm used. I've been on this nine to five schedule for a while, so I'm not in class nine to five every day. But I feel like I need to be productive during those hours still. So I, I still, I don't like. Today was my day off from class, Um, but I still, I slept in a little bit, but I still got up and did some work. And you know, I kind of have kept up that schedule, I guess, which has been helpful.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, I feel like it would be really hard for me to go from, like, a 9 to 5 structured day back to the idea of, like, class from 11 to 1 and then break and then class from 2 to 3 and then no class Wednesdays. Like, that way, I feel like transitioning backwards to that mm-hmm. would be really difficult, just in the same way that it was difficult for me to adjust to a 9 to 5 after taking, like, intro to painting once a week, senior year. Yeah.
1: It is kind of interesting to have, um, have like, a different schedule each day again. So... Like, I have classes from 9 to 4 on Tuesday, Wednesday, but on Monday afternoons, I have, like, our practicum training, and then there's, like, a couple of random hours during the week where I have stuff. So it's like, it's like college again where you have to memorize a different schedule for each day.
0: Carly, I want to talk more to you about what it was like to go back to school after working for a year, but first, a word from our sponsor, Open Account. Open Account. Money is one of the last great taboos. It's something obviously everyone needs, but rarely dares to discuss until now. Open Account is a series of interviews that was created by Chin Pak, and Umpqua Bank to explore our collective, uncomfortable silence around money. These interviews are honest, they're emotional, they're sometimes funny, and Open Account goes deep into the most rewarding, challenging, and paradoxical aspects of the number one leading stressor in America, Money. Open Account is available now on iTunes. Do you think that things would have, do you think you would have still ended up at Jefferson if you would have had another year? Or do you think that it was so helpful to have that like one month to just make the decision and have the, like, did it almost make it easier to end up there because you had? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's, I feel like it's, in a way, it's the time crunch probably, now that I'm thinking about it, probably made it a little bit simpler.
1: Yeah, so the the program that I was looking at, there's not that many of them out there. So I was looking at one in Portland, Oregon, one in San Diego and Jefferson. So it was very much like up in the air. Like I kept thinking, "Oh, in a year from now, I'm either going to be moving to one of these, I could be staying here or I could be moving to Portland or San Diego." So it felt like very uncertain. And I didn't I don't think I realized that that was like making me anxious until this Jefferson thing happened, and then I just felt super relieved afterwards. Like, oh, now I don't have to move. I don't have to – like, I feel like I can kind of, you know, make longer commitments. I can sign a lease here again if I want to. So, (laughs) Yeah, you've really
0: been – you've been, like, couch surfing over there. I've
1: been very (laughs) nomadic. I'm finally in a place where I'll be for the next two years, so.
0: That's awesome. I started this conversation being, like, I can't imagine how you could do that. I can't imagine that. And now that – we've started talking I, I can totally imagine that having a month takes so much of the pressure off takes mm-hmm. all the other factors out and like this maybe the secret to making quick fast decisions is to wait until you only have like a day left to decide <laughs> like maybe that's maybe that's what you've done is it's just like the secret to making a decision is just to wait until the very 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 last second <laughs> maybe that's what i need to try
1: I, but but if the thing was, is that if I truly waited to the last second, I would have waited another year and then decided, you know, next summer where I wanted to go or whatever. So I think it was almost like, I don't think I was really like waiting. I think it just popped up and I didn't wait at all. I just decided <laughs> to do it. So maybe, yeah. I guess, like being open to opportunities that happen. Because I think I, I mean, there was like a a day where I was like, this is crazy. I can't like that I would be starting school in a month. Like I don't have time for that. Right. So I think just kind of like maybe deciding before your mind goes there.
0: <laughs> right. Um, is there anything that you miss so far about working other than like your coworkers?
1: So this is a really random little small detail. I've like forgotten what it's like to pack a lunch where you don't have a fridge or a microwave. <laughs> I feel like I'm like in high school again, cause I'm I'm packing, like, peanut butter and jelly sandwiches for lunch. <laughs> like, anything that requires no heating or storage. So Yeah, there's
0: no more, like, office kitchen.
1: <laughs> yeah. and also Your brown bag in it. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I still, I guess, you know, I kind of worked out a situation with my job where I was, um, I would work, like, a little bit longer for them. So I actually just finished working for them. So I haven't missed having an income yet, but I'm sure I'm going to really miss that.
0: But now you'll get, like, winter break again and stuff, right? Mm-hmm. I'm really jealous of that. T- <laughs> I'm, fi- I'm starting to realize that there's just, there's nothing to break up the year anymore unless you, like, take your vacation mm-hmm. days. Yeah. And you get that back, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you had to give advice to someone who was, you know, in the midst of making one of these big decisions, like, deciding, whether it's deciding to leave grad school to take a job, deciding to go to grad school from a job, deciding to travel. You, I see you as the ultimate decision maker. And if they don't have the luxury of like waiting until the very last second, like what's your secret for making a good decision that's true to you?
1: So it's funny because I feel like I'm coming off in this podcast is very like spontaneous. But the thing <laughs> yeah. is I'm like I'm like secretly really neurotic. So and my coworkers would always make fun of me because I would like any free moment I had, I would be Googling programs that I wanted to look at. Like, I probably did, like, hours and hours and hours of research before. So I think then when this opportunity came up, I could make the decision more easily because I knew, like, everything about Jefferson's program. I knew everything about other programs. Like, even programs that I – like, Northwestern has a really great couple and family therapy program, but it was a little out of my price range. But I, like, researched that program extensively, even though, even though I knew there was no way I was going to go there. I like wanted to know what I was missing, you know, so like I, I like neurotically researched everything about these types of programs and also like what, you know, what the licensure process is like afterwards, are some programs better, like will they help you get licensed easier, things like that. I, I even like went so far as to like all the cities that I could imagine myself living in later on, like Seattle or like San Francisco. I like looked up people who are a couple of family therapists there. Wow! And, tried and like looked up what their educational background was, and like even talked to some people and asked them what their experience was like. So I like was very okay. So I'm I'm making this. it <laughs> seem
0: like you like sprung to action, but I guess I knew that about you. You are a planner <laughs> and a researcher, and you've always been really in touch with like what you want to do, which I'm sure was really helpful in knowing what you want to research.
1: Yeah, so I guess my advice from all this would be if there's something you're interested in, then, like, empower yourself and, like, get more knowledge about it. And then that way when you do have to make a decision, you'll have the tools to do it.
0: You don't have to know that a decision's coming and then start making your pro-con lists. You already have those lists to look at. Exactly. Always be prepared. Mm -hmm. That's, like, the Boy Scout motto, too, isn't it? I think so. (laughs) I think so. Well, anyway, have fun at school. Good luck with school. Study hard. <laughs> <laughs> I know you're only three weeks in, but I'm sure you'll do great things. And thank you for coming on the show again. I'm so glad we got to catch up.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me.
0: So thanks so much again to Carly for joining us today, three weeks into her new grad school experience. And thanks to all of you for joining me for another episode of Adulthood Made Easy. If you liked the show, please feel free to review and subscribe in iTunes. I'd also like to thank our producer, Tim Einenkel, and our engineer, Zach Dinerstein. And don't forget to buy a copy of the book that has all the answers, The Real Simple Guide to Real Life. I'm Sam Zabel, and I'll see you next time.